0: Welcome to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. These shows are unedited, uncensored, and unbelievably good. I would love it if you joined us on Instagram when we go live with awesome guests and great topics. Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on the live shows tab on my profile. I hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show, live on Instagram, Wendy Valentine here and oh my gosh, check out my lipstick, I did not realize it was that bright. (laughs) Oh well, it's going to look good, right? Uh, So today we're going to talk about something a little light, we're going to talk about light, that's right. I actually like, I'm super excited about today's show because although I love talking about things like divorce and relationships and dating and money and all that stuff, it can be kind of heavy at times. And I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about something light and fluffy and wonderful. So today we are actually talking with Zoe Whitehead. She is is a light worker. Oh my gosh. A spiritual teacher and a healer of light. She's gonna teach us how we can set boundaries with grace. By the way, you're gonna love her accent. She's from England, she's so cool. I told her, I was like, in the next lifetime, I'm coming back in England with a really cool English accent. (laughs) All right, she's also going to demonstrate some daily inner practices to help us create calmness and balance in our lives. Okay, everyone, let's welcome I'm on instagram there she is hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i was watching um an instagram live the other day and they were bringing somebody on as a guest and they were doing the same thing they're like oh god please i hope it works i hope I-, <laughs> I was like yep here's the uncomfortable silence where you're just sitting there going oh, oh. <laughs> welcome Thank you, Wendy. Yes. Thanks for having me on. Yes. yes. We um, had a great little chit-chat <laughs> before we went live, and you're just so amazing. And you really are. Like, I could, you, your energy is so cool. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Good, my love. So yours. Good vibration. <laughs> Thank you. So tell everyone a little bit about you and how you got to do what you're doing.
1: Ah, oh, right. Okay, so long story cut short, I'm going to have to go right back to the beginning, and I'm going to have to show my age. So growing up in England, obviously, yeah. in the 70s and eighties, 80s, um, I was a massive empath, I am a massive empath, so very sensitive to other people's energies and light, And um, but obviously the thing at that time was that no one was talking about that around no. me. And all I knew was that I was just super, super sensitive, didn't know that I was onboarding other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up sort of in teenage years, it was really, really difficult, um, especially in school environment, um, you know, just, just really anxious all the time. And, and it kind of resorted to me keeping myself small under the Mm -hmm. radar and not wanting to create any ripples because I kind of felt everyone's, um, you know, uh, discomfort or whatever, pick up on lots of struggle and all these sorts of things around me. And, you know, this kind of carried on into adulthood, not still not knowing, you know, what I was, that I had these gifts, but, um, you know, not knowing what to do with them, not being aware. I trained as a teacher after living in France, actually in Belgium for quite a few years. Yeah, I'm a French lineage. So, um, and I went into teaching, came back to the UK, went into teaching and obviously it's really highly stressful environment. A lot of kids that school refuse and all of these sorts of things. And again, still onboarding a lot of stress and anxiety and um, just completely surrounded by this and this kind of high negative environment, and I approached ahead. At the time, I was starting to get interested in yoga and meditation, breathing techniques, and I trained in a in a healing modality mm-hmm. as well. But it was just for me. It was I I had no kind of inkling to, or inclination to become a healer or anything like mm-hmm. that, and. I approached the head and I said, look, I, I feel I can really help these children. That There were a lot that were school refusing. It's a big thing in England. And I kind of, he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. He was really open. And I'd kind of trot to work with my crystals and my cards and <laughs> all these kind of things. And I'd have these little nurture groups with these kids. And um, I got really, really good results, really good results. And... Um I just love doing that. That really lit me up. But at the same time, I um, just, oh, God, I was just so anxious at being, you know, in that classroom environment. And I kind of had a bit of a mini break breakdown, to be honest. And I just left. I left and I said to the head, like, I just can't do this anymore. I can't be here. I knew that. That's all I knew. I had no idea what I was going to do. And um, it's so interesting, isn't it, how your whole identity is often wrapped up in your work or right. in research, my case, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh God, I, I don't know who I am. I, did, I have no direction. Um, luckily, I was married and still married to this wonderful man who's very supportive. So we didn't have that money worry. Um, so I was really blessed in that respect and just really, really slowly, it became evident that I wanted to support women. Um, I thought it was children. I realized it was women, more women, um, you know, in, with energy work and, and just, finding their purpose, because this is really what I struggled with, and being an empath, protecting energy, all of those things. So I started, as you do, inviting women in my living room, and we'd have (laughs) these kind of women's circles, and I started to get really interested in the lunar phases, and I just have always had this fascination with the moon, how it impacts on us, how it makes us feel. And so we just kind of gathered over an energy and I talked about all kind of more soul aspects, and it just grew from there. And then COVID hit and I went online, as I think mm. a lot of us kind of did. And and then I kind of got interested in light work and supporting light workers and then pass in this kind of really beautiful way to align primarily with the with the um moon cycles for growth and intention setting and all of those sorts of things and that's really that's
0: really my story.
1: I love that story
0: so even I know what a light worker is so tell everyone a little bit about that.
1: Yeah sure so it's for me this is how I interpret it is that we all light workers for me are empaths and obviously empaths have this incredible sensitivity to energy so energy in a room energy of another person we we feel so much we're sentient beings right and for me an empath who steps more into that light and really starts to become discerning about what is their stuff what belongs to someone else and learns to protect their energy you know expand their energy to me as a light worker Mm -hmm. so it's that one step ahead of that. That That's
0: how I see it. I could totally relate with what you were saying, because even uh, for me as a child, I was always, and still am, I feel like I absorb a lot of people's mm. emotions. And and that's pretty much why I do what I do, right? Because I feel like I my entire life, I've absorbed a lot of emotions, a lot of energies. And I was always kind of like, believe it or not, you guys, I was very quiet as a child. (laughs) People are always like, what is she up to? What is she? But I was always just observing. And I loved learning like what everyone was doing and why they were doing it. And, but it is, it can be very challenging being a light worker per se, because you you take on some of those energies that you don't want. And unfortunately for me, having been around a lot of traumatic experiences and, and a lot of drama in my life, I absorbed a lot of that. But I, and I didn't know until probably maybe 10 years ago how to manage that and knowing that I did not have to hold on to those energies. Yeah. And actually, I want to say too... Little little science here because I can be geeky like that. Um, So an atom is ninety nine point nine 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 percent energy, and which leaves only point zero 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 one percent matter. And it matters because majority of us concentrate on that teensy tiny percentage of matter that we all are we're all made up of atoms everything everything around us is made up of atoms therefore everything is energy and energy is light so basically my point is is that we are all light we're all light workers to some extent and I think for everyone when you learn to really tap into that 99.999% of that light and that energy it can completely change your life it did for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You just see things yeah. from a bigger mm-hmm. perspective, don't you? And yeah. it's you know, it's true going back to this light worker aspect mm-hmm. that I work with a lot of people that are not they're not healers. Right. Many right. of they just have, you know, maybe accountants, teachers, nurses, a lot of nurses. And we're needed. We yeah. are needed everywhere because we we have, we hold a lot of light. We naturally know how to hold a space for people. We know how to cleanse our energy, protect our energy so yes. that our light impacts on others. And like you so rightly say, we are all energetic beings. We're sentient right. beings, like
0: light beings. Yeah.
1: So we all have that ability, mm-hmm. don't we? If we know how to tap into it and into that. Into yeah. That so
0: what, what are your recommendations on how to tap into that? How to mm-hmm. tap into your energy and tap into your light? Besides just the, I mean, sometimes we can have the knowledge about something, but of like, okay, yes, you were. I can sit here and tell everyone, you were energy, you are light, but you don't really grasp it until you feel it, until you know it, until it's yeah. wisdom, right? Um, so what do you think? What is? What are some ways that people can really start to tap into their energy?
1: Yeah, I would say the first thing that we we need to do is to really... <laughs> Slow down, ground, you know, earth. Yeah. D- do some sort of stilling inner practices. It's obvious, but if you don't do that, you're just gonna miss all of that higher yeah. connectedness. You're not gonna be connecting in with soul. Mm-hmm. So that is the first step to connecting within, feeling your light, feeling your expansion, and all of the mm-hmm. all of that goodness comes afterwards. So it's really important to establish what I call goddess practices or Ooh. inner practices, God practices for the men, you know, however you want <laughs> to say, But some sort of inner practice every day mm-hmm. so that you're going into your inner world and you're, you know, you're feeling your inner self because we get so, we get so pulled out of ourselves. Yes. From every- going on energetically you know we all have crap and stuff that goes on in our lives and it just pulls us out doesn't it and we're we're always living in that external world
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but we need to come back in we need to sense. we need to grant and
0: start from that place yeah and that can be very habitual too i mean i i we all do it right i mean just (laughs) even like what we're doing right now we're all tapping into the external Right now, But it's so easy to stay in that of like going into our laptop, going into our phone, going into the TV, like everything is outside of us. So I'm so glad that you said that. It really is tapping back into your internal. So what are some practices that you can do to help that?
1: Yeah, yeah I love that question, Wendy. So, I, you know, I always I don't start. I don't wake up and go, "Bing, I'm going to do my inner practice. But yeah. by the time I've sorted the dogs out, my kids out. <laughs> I think somewhere, husband. I I go and sit somewhere. It's usually on the stairs, actually, is where I find it. I get most quietness, and I carve out. You know, I I'm really got. You know, I'm really, I really consider my light to be a precious commodity. That's how I Mm -hmm. treat it, and I know I have to work hard to cleanse it and protect Mm -hmm. it. So I, you know, it's a kind of a non-negotiable practice. I try and make it every day, and. It's 10, 15 minutes out of my day where I sit with my journal and my lovely fountain pen, you know, it's really honouring and I just sit, I go within and I'm quiet and I'm still and I just kind of tune into the collective energy I, um, you know, I get guidance, obviously I I work online, so I do a lot of posting and, you know, all of my guidance, my soul guidance comes through and that goes into my post, But, but the important thing is I'm connecting within and I'm getting the guidance, I'm getting the insights, I'm getting the clarity and that really starts that practice and because I've started it pretty much at the beginning of the day. It kind of shapes my day. I remember to come back to that place of stillness when something's kicking off, when something's unfolding, okay? The other Mm. thing that I do every day is I have two dogs. I love dogs. And I go walking. I do solitary walk. And that's my grounding Mm. earthing Mm. practices. So I connect with nature. I pay attention. I see a lot of wildlife where I walk. And um, it's just beautiful. And it just... I don't allow myself to look at my phone. I don't allow myself to get carried away in whatever fear thoughts I get. I'm very
0: intentional with my walk.
1: It's it's that intention, isn't it? You
0: know? Yeah. I was going to say, it's almost like, which we'll talk more about boundaries with others, but- Even within yourself, like you do have to set your own boundaries of what your of your activities and your behaviors, because again, it's so habitual that we'll just like no, no, no. And then you get to the end of the day, and you're like, shit. <laughs> like, what did I, you know? Like, if our soul could speak, which it can, if we listen, our soul would be like, could you just give me ten minutes? You know, like sometimes I think my soul's like, Wendy, stop. <laughs> like, just, but you know what, though? I notice for me when I, what, quote unquote, get off track or I'm like too much in the dark, if you will, too much in the external and not too much connected. Like I, and, and to me, sometimes it's, I feel very um, sluggish and run down. I, feel very, I just feel disconnected without even being able to describe that. So, yeah. how do you like? Do you, are there signs for you that you're like, ooh, I need to even maybe give it thirty minutes instead of the ten or fifteen? Like, do you, are there times in your life that you feel like you're more disconnected than other times? Yeah, absolutely, Wendy. And yeah. As
1: you know, I—I I mean, I'm going to bring in the, the moon. I cannot be on your show and not talk about the moon. Let's talk
0: about the moon.
1: moon. Yay! <laughs> so, moon laughs. So yeah. I really, you know in with, with the work that I do, we're really closely aligned with the moon. So I look at mm. the dark moon, the new moon yeah. and the full moon phases. For me, obviously there, there are more, but for me, these are the ones that are highly impacted and there are times of heightened energy. So we last week we were in that dark moon. We had the new moon on Saturday, which gets into Aquarius. Now in the dark moon, I am
0: horrendous I am not I have
1: energy yeah I am too yeah yeah, no energy sluggish I'm really I feel really anxious oh my god I I feel all of my limitations all at once and it's real struggle and but because I have that okay I know this is a dark moon I know I know it will pass it just gets me through that and I know that in that period I do not overload. Uh, you know, I have to go out and walk with the dogs. I just do the bare minimum because obviously we all have work, we all have yes. commitments, right? But you know, on Saturday I was sitting in my pajamas at three in the afternoon, and I was in bed. I went to bed, and I thought, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm done. I have no energy, and and I know that it's restorative. I know that by that I am, I'm really honouring myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm protecting my energy, you know, because I come first and foremost. If I'm not in a good space, I, I cannot serve as a life right. worker. I want to serve,
0: right? Right. Yeah. The um, kids, the dogs, you know, the family, the whole household will not be in a good place, right? Absolutely. And, I, you know, a couple of things, yeah, I want to point out is number one, it's the awareness. So When you have that awareness, then you know, like, okay, like, okay, this explains it. And second of all, giving yourself that permission to yes. just relax and yeah. knowing that like nothing's going crazy here it's just like just to know that like it'll pass this yeah. this too shall pass right yeah yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it's that bigger mm-hmm. picture it's that
1: you know as light workers as empaths as intuitives, you know as sensitive mm-hmm. we are sensitive oh. to this oh. energy so we have all of our stuff going on our limiting beliefs blah 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 but we also have um you know cosmological activations like retrogrades, mm-hmm. mercury we' just we've just we've just been in it you know yeah um eclipses, um the lunar cycle there's so much energy at play mm-hmm. and knowing and understanding that and understanding how it impacts on you so that you know when to go for it, when to get clarity, when to do your releasing work, when to you know, just keep your energy close, rest, all of, you know, it, it's 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 beautiful living. Mm-hmm. It's sick living. And you're in, you're in that beautiful flow with yourself. And yeah. it's being bounded. It's being self-bounded and it's being honoring. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, the biggest person that I had to be bounded with was myself, right. you know? And right. I'm learning. I'm still learning to do that. I find it really hard because there's programming mm-hmm. around that. not doing stuff not being in my doing all the time right is lazy that's mm-hmm. what i was doing myself and it, it's awful because i was at that point of exhaustion so many times so i have really learning to unravel
0: that yeah plus i was thinking too like law of least effort right so when you when you really learn your own energy and the energies around you you don't have to try as hard, you know, like you don't, you can kind of, you connect. It's almost like, I think of it as a, as a rate, if you had a, the old fashioned radio, uh, if you had a radio, right. And you're tuning in to that frequency. And once you like, there's like the final, I remember like when you're trying to get into the right radio station, you're like, and you're like, right there, right there. And then once you're there, it's like, you can relax. And, and it's amazing. Like once you, connect and you get into that frequency things will just flow so much more easily like whether it be your own emotions your own energy connecting with other people's energies Mm -hmm. and things will just start happening which is like Mm -hmm. so wild and I know for me again like when I I know when that radio station I'm like whoopsie, (laughs) I gotta bring this sucker back you know Well, speaking of, too, I know whether you're, someone is sensitive or not, um, extra sensitive, I should say, that your external can really throw you off, whether that be people, your environment, um, circumstances, things that are happening. Um, I told you before we went live, I've been uh, living in, okay, anybody out there in the Midwest, don't be giving me a hard time, okay? Um, there. <laughs> And that's, I'll make a point about that too. So I've been in Chicago for the last few months. Me in Chicago, me in the Midwest, even though I was born in St. Louis, do not jive. Like the energies, no, does not work for me. And because I know my energy, I know what feeds my soul, what feeds my spirit. So my point is to people out there, some, you don't have to get up and leave and move, but you also have to know how you can make up for that energy that is not feeding, that you're not getting fed from your environment, right? So yeah, so yeah, um, so yeah it's, I think that's so important for people to realize that sometimes you're, again, this is all energy. Like we're in this little bowl of this you know, soup of energy, right? And so, learning to realize, okay, this does not work for me. This, the energy of this food, this, the energy of this relationship, the energy of my environment, and knowing that you can be proactive about it and actually change that environment. You can change those things that can better feed your soul, your energy, your light. Um, why? Because you'll be happier doing so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm moving to an island uh, next week, but <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> Don't do things small. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I need more light. Yeah. <laughs> get me out of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about that? All of that? Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a, it's such a good point, you know,
1: and, yeah. and you're right. Sometimes it is pivotal change that's needed. I mean, maybe yeah. not completely you know shifting continents or whatever but
0: um extremists you
1: know I
0: love
1: that you're asking yourself and following that intuitive hit that obviously you've had right but you know if if you are in a place where in a situation where you have young kids or whatever or work you know we have constraints don't we and it's about living with that I and mean, it's about shifting the environment in your immediate um sorry the energy in your immediate environment right so i always like to look at it as an internal environment mm-hmm. what are you mm-hmm. telling yourself your inner narrative self-dialogue you know all of those things cultivate a self-awareness ask yourself you know what am i telling myself because i think you, you'd be really surprised i was so surprised when i started to do that mm-hmm. You know, I'd say, "Oh, you muppet," and you, you know, to myself when I do something wrong, and, right? and um, you know, all of that kind of thing, and I've stopped that because I'd be really judging myself, and and that has a frequency, right? A frequency yes, your, things. It's, yeah, it's a sliding scale, right? Um, so all of those things, clean that up, definitely um you know what are you absorbing what are you watching on telly what are you reading what are you listening to on audible mm-hmm. you know we do like the car crash stuff don't we and i've really yeah. had to peel back you know i love listening about megan and harry and all this of thing. But it's not you know it's going to lower my vibe right, right? right so i don't want to do that we it's a precious commodity you need to understand that every thought that you have if it is low you know if it's more negative it will Mm -hmm. be lowering your vibration so you know just really be selective over what you tell yourself what you listen to what you absorb what you eat you know fresher fruits vegetables things have higher frequency you know soups, smoothies, whatever you know i mean i'm not saying just eat that but but even you know, sometimes chocolate. I had chocolate today because I thought I really want that. You know? I know. <laughs> I love how you said like I really and like that, that. I know <laughs> that raises my vibration. You know, so I'm gonna have it. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but just just be selective, be honoring, and mm. just you know, ask yourself, how is that making me feel right now? You know, what I'm telling myself, how is that making me feel? You know, hanging out with this friend, she may be really lovely. He may be really yep. lovely. But how is what he's telling me making me feel? And it's not even the words. It's the frequency behind that. Right. Our words, yes. our actions, our energy. You know, it's all energy at the end of the day. Um, you know, and, and one thing that I, I always go into is how is that making me feel? Is it making me feel denser? If not, then I move away, especially if my, you know, and I'm not saying don't see people or whatever. It's not that if you, right. you know, sometimes we go for our challenges, don't mm-hmm. we? We all have stuff that unfolds for us. That's normal, mm-hmm. that's life. Mm-hmm. And, and these things are sent to teach us. We have learnings around them. But when we're in that struggle, you know, we, we are going to feel denser. Our vibration is going to low. That's right. normal. So when I feel like that, I am not going to hang out with a friend that is lower density. I just, I can't do it because it's not going to serve me and it's not going to serve them. So I'm really intentional about the experiences, you know,
0: all of that. We know that, don't we? Um, Yeah. I mean, and going back to that permission, right? Giving yourself permission um, and then also making yourself a priority, knowing that your energy and your well being is important. Right. And plus two, I think you were talking about being selective, whether it be selective of your, your thoughts, your behaviors, your surroundings, whatever, in order to be selective, you have to be mindful. And so a lot of that is just paying attention Mm -hmm. to what you're, excuse me, what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're feeling, what you're doing, all of that. And like I said, I mean, we've all done it where we like go to lunch with a friend that's like, mm. and by the time you get done with lunch, you're like, uh. <laughs> you're like, And then we feel like guilty, like, oh, I guess I better go to lunch with her again. Like, why? I mean, pl- plus I think too, I mean, maybe it's just at like the point in my life where I don't bother explaining. Like, sometimes I feel like we're like, okay. I'm like, just say no. So actually, this is a great opportunity to talk about boundaries. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, absolutely. I hear you yeah. because as an empath, that is the one thing that I've really, yeah. really struggled with. And it really only is now when I'm living a lot more sovereign, sovereignly mm-hmm. with sovereignty that um, you know, I'm totally clear on that. So I, um, you know, it's something that I've learned to do, as I said before, for me, it was being bounded with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's, it really is about that low self-worth. I feel for me personally, it was very much tied up in low self-worth and, you know, people pleasing, very typical yep. of it as people fixing behaviours so you know you, you're not you're not bounded you're not bounded enough it's really difficult obviously with your family because I feel there is this kind of karmic debt that's playing out between us mm-hmm. so there's a lot of surrogating so what I mean by that is that kind of not allowing them them to make their own mistakes you know you're behind them especially as a mother I mean you'll get that one yes. too, right yeah. you know, yeah. you you're just like oh my god I don't want them to make mistakes you know I, I, you know but it's yeah then making their mistakes allows them yes. to respond to life in a very um, empowered way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and right. through those mistakes, that's how we learn. That's how they learn. Mm-hmm. And so it's all of that. And it's taken me a long, long time to get to where I am now. It's self-awareness. It's, you know, honoring myself. It's knowing myself, all of those things. And mm-hmm. knowing that being bounded is a sovereign way of being and again it protects my light and it allows me to be of higher service right. to others. Right. Now it always weaves in, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think boundaries that just maybe it's just for me, but it keeps coming up um in a lot of my interviews, but people mm-hmm. talking it's like the thing now is creating those boundaries mm-hmm. of um really it's it is about putting yourself first. And mm-hmm. And I like I think what you had said in the the description there is about graceful like doing it gracefully. You don't have to just set a boundary. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be like, "Hey, buddy, this is what I'm doing." You know, like <laughs> <laughs> just actually, I think it's more powerful when somebody's like, "Hey, um, you know, I really don't want to go to lunch with you because mm-hmm. you bring me down." <laughs> like, just just <laughs> tell it how it is. Like we don't have to like skirt around it and fluff it it's like it is what it is like protect yourself Mm -hmm. and take in because like you said too if you're not good for yourself then you're not gonna be good for anybody else right yeah yeah Yeah,
1: no it is it's not not getting to that point where it becomes a conflict Mm -hmm. um you know just being in your truth sometimes I even say things like oh it's a soul thing you know I don't just myself I'm not in a good space and I don't you know, I think it, every, everything has to be measured, obviously. And obviously yeah. you don't want to, you know, lower someone else's by, do you? But right. Uh, right. You know, it's, it's just become so important for me to protect mm. that light and do things that light me up first and foremost. So I can be there and hold a space and aligned and bounded space others you know particularly with my kids and you know husband and you know friends whatever um and clients as well actually thinking about it it's just it kind of it all weaves in doesn't it? as I keep saying but absolutely
0: yeah yeah and I think too it's like when you do realize and um, it becomes a part of you when you embody that, the the light and that you are light and you're all light, then you, you really like, whoa, my gosh, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you realize the power of it all, which yeah. can be oh, kind okay. of intimidating, but I think once you settle into it, then it's, then it's so much more relaxing. So mm-hmm. I think life just becomes easier when yeah. you realize it's just. It's going to flow. It's going to flow however however, it's going to flow, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's no... Sometimes I feel like we have to try to control. And I mean, I was like such control freak before. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I still try to control a little <laughs> bit. But I do know like the one thing I can't control is me, is my energy, is my light. So I do my best to... As a matter of fact, if I feel like there's extra darkness, whether it be in a room that I walk into, or if it's, you know, in a relationship or something like that, I know I can also bring a little extra light to help like, bring some peace, peace and harmony to that without trying to, it's not being manipulative. I don't think it's, I, I feel like it's just bringing a gift to the situation, to the relationship. Like if there's one thing I can do, I'm like, I can just bring some light yeah mm, yeah that's
1: so, it's interesting you brought that up actually because uh, we went out with my
0: husband
1: um not long ago and we were with uh, another couple and they had this massive argument they're not like oh. that normally. I don't, oh, yeah I, and I was like you know and you know you're kind of like ego self you know, your personality self it's like filling it you know you, I, I found myself <laughs> kind of like talking over talking and and i was like no it, it it's not what, we, what they need it's not what they need and, yes. it, and it's it's holding that space isn't yes. it for them to yes. allow whatever and it, and it is hard it's it's a master mm-hmm. in itself i don't think i totally managed it but um you know after a while it, it was okay and, and it is just feeling your light so that you know that they can feel that as well i'm so glad different. you said that
0: because sometimes it's energy is again we're all energetic beings the energy there is the energy is always moving no matter what depending on you the, the vibration of it but you don't necessarily have to do anything kind of again going back to the law of least effort it's it's it is about holding the space it is about i mean you can and you can tell too right like if you if you're standing in line next to someone at starbucks you have starbucks right in england yeah, yeah we okay oh, yeah. <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> we're bringing it over there anyways like you can stand next to someone and you can feel without them speaking without you can feel their energy or like you can you know, you can turn and look at the door and someone walking in you can just it's kind of cool actually if you like I've done I don't know about you if you've done silent retreats before um no. but a little no. challenging for this one but But they are actually like, one of the things that's so cool is you do start to feel people's energy more when there isn't, as a matter of fact, I used to go to this place called uh in Massachusetts, love that place. And every breakfast, it's a silent breakfast and it is the coolest thing when you walk in, all you hear. Is you'll hear the the forks and the knives and the people like shuffling the trays and moving their chairs and and all you and all you see is like you'll see people's expressions like it, it's stuff that you wouldn't probably even notice if there was chattering. If you were like if you and I walked in together, we'd probably be running our mouths and like you know what I mean. Like we wouldn't <laughs> even notice that we'd like, wow I know I would be. But But if if there's no one speaking, then you really do, again, going back to like being mindful and you start Mm. to notice, you notice the just human beings being human. And it's such a cool thing Mm. to experience, although challenging, but (laughs) it is a really (laughs) cool thing to do to actually just to be silent. So I don't know, like for people that are out there right now, I recommend going into the grocery store, not speaking, not in a rude way, but just observing and Mm -hmm. listening and feeling and experiencing your environment. Mm -hmm. And I think you learn not so much about, you learn about the others around you and your environment and what feeds you, but you learn so much about yourself of what triggers you, of what pleases you, of what makes you happy, Mm -hmm. what makes you sad. So I think it's a, Important for us to yeah. quiet, to quiet ourselves and um, internally and externally. Mm, I love that, Wendy.
1: Yeah, and that—that's what I would call a stilling practice. You know, yeah, just getting back those roots, getting—and that's where I feel we have that higher connection. Yeah. That's where I feel connected to
0: mm-hmm. what I
1: call my soul self for sure. And—and and that soul self is her that I move through. I move from. Because for me, she's not restricted, she's not limited, mm-hmm. she's expansive, so I, you know, those stilling practices, going within journaling, you know, whatever, going for the solitary walks, um, you know, I connect in with her and I know that from that space, yeah. that aligned expansive, expansive space, I can take those decisions, you know, I make the decisions that I need to do for the day or whatever, because I know... Yes. That it's not through fear. It's just totally expansive. It's just where I'm meant to be. It's a lie. Do, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's that thing of that, you know, of, of yourself, of your higher self. Because if we're so busy yes. and distracted, we just don't, we just can't get it.
0: We can't connect in. Can no. We? It's impossible. So, yeah. Interesting story. Um, This was years ago. I was doing a retreat. I love retreats. I haven't done one in a while. But anyways... <laughs> um I I did a retreat at the Chopra Center in Carlsbad California and um it was a small small group and I had gotten up or something to go get tea or whatever and when I came back in the room uh Deepak Chopra was he he wasn't not expected to and I've seen him you know heard him speak so many times and he's mm-hmm. awesome I love him mm-hmm. but he wasn't expected and he he was sitting there in the front of the room and of course I'd walk in late and sit right there in front of him. Um, but, but there was one thing that he said out of the whole thing that really like just, and it, it's one of those, you know, sometimes I think like the, the simplest of teachings are the most profound. It's those ones that like just really grab you, like, wait a minute. But he said, he goes, you have, to, he said it in his cute little accent, he's like, you have to feel your way through life. You have to feel your way through life. And I was like, feel your way through life. And I was like, huh, not think your way through, not, you know, feel. So, and I remember walking out of there and I, I took my shoes off and I walked through the grass and I was feeling the grass and I was feeling the ground. And I was like, feeling your way through life. And honestly, like ever since then, I really changed my thinking to feeling to like, does this feel good to me? Does, you know, like it, And if you really do tap in yourself, like your, your soul, your spirit, your heart will tell you, yes, I like this. No, I don't like this. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I did like, and I started to change my life thinking like, okay, how does this feel to me? Do I like this relationship? Do I like this house? Do I like this couch? Do I like it literally every, like, do these foods feel good to me? Does this whatever yoga feel good? Does this feel good? And really, just tapping in, and so I think it's so so valuable for people to really ask themselves: Does this feel good to me? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I mean, it's being intentional, isn't it? It's having right. that this, that power of intention, absolutely. And yeah. You, you're obviously picking up on that frequency because everything mm-hmm. has, even an inanimate object. You know, your sofa will have a frequency. Your the pictures on your wall will have a frequency. Right. You no, know, so and, and a story maybe a attached behind it that, that will either make you feel yeah. sad or uplift or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could talking about external environments, you know, look at your home as well. You know, yeah. what, what is in there that's not, make, you know, not making you feel good, not making you right. feel inspired? You, you know, there's layers to everything, mm-hmm. isn't there? Mm-hmm. And, and another way to support yourself is, is really looking at that environment and being selective. And, yes you know, just, just keeping hold of the things that, that have a you know, some things can have a sentimental value that, mm-hmm. that uplift you and that's fine, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, just absolutely
0: look at those things as well, definitely. Yeah, and, and just knowing that you have choices to to make those changes in your life, to make so that you are happy, that, that you do feel good.
1: Yeah, Which absolutely. is something
0: that I think we all want, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, but it does, so- it starts And self worth and all of those things, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell us more about your program that's starting. Yeah, thank you. So, we're open doors right now. It's the my program, which I love, (laughs) really lit up by it. It's something that because I really struggled with my awakening, it was such a long and drawn out process, It, it went on for years, if I'm really honest. I know some people just kind of wake up and have these you know kind of like yay i'm going to be healer or whatever for me it just went on there was so much fear and it was probably because i hadn't didn't really have anyone apart from my sister around me mm. that understood what i was going through and understood that the challenges have learning and you know understand the empathic problems that we ch- we face and you know yes. all of those things so i always said to myself i need to have a space where other people like me can come they can feel aligned they can Mm. elevate their energy and they can align to the lunar this is what we do we we align with those powerful potent moon phases and cosmic cycles as well for lunar living cyclical living being sovereign and it's just it's a really close-knit community um you know we gather we do our work together we do the um intentional new moon setting so we we step into our soul self and we we step into that expanded version of ourselves and we we talk about it and you know we have soul quests that we write things down and then at the full moon we look at our wins and we celebrate and we witness and it's just like it so it's really really supportive really supportive and there's all sorts of light tools and techniques and visualizations and healings that run on people and you know just loads of stuff just everything it caters for Empaths, Intuitives, and Light Workers. So, nice. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. L- light, yeah. light players. That's what I. <laughs> <Light> <laughs> I don't like to play. <laughs> yeah. I just want to play. No more working. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so, and then how can we find you? So the best place is
1: probably Instagram, Wendy. Yeah. So Luna Light Worker. I have to say it's Luna with an R because there's a big sex site. Oh. The is it Lunar Lightworker? I was like, what? Without the <laughs> R. I'm with the R. Do not forget the R. So yeah, I'm on
0: Instagram and I'd love Lunar to Lightworker, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then your and your website too is is it lunarlightworker.co.uk? Yeah. That's Sorry? it. Yeah. That's so, it yeah. I'm so impressed with myself, I remembered. <laughs> you did. It. I was impressed. I was impressed. Oh, you are so awesome! Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I love this. I, I feel lighter today. Just just having this conversation. I mean, going back to what I was talking about before, just being in someone's presence, whether it's through the phone and across the pond, um, you can feel the energy. You can feel okay. that light, and that that's. I think that's just so beautiful when someone can just shine their light very freely, effortlessly. I just I love that yeah
1: yeah I love that. and i appreciate you
0: yeah i can tell you're a light worker wendy <laughs> light a light player a light player, <laughs> a light player. <laughs> and guys thanks so much for joining us today i appreciate all of you Bye. 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 thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the midlife makeover show live on instagram Before we part ways, just a few quick reminders of how you and I can connect outside of this fabulous show. Number one, join the Midlife Makeover Club. It's our private Facebook community for all things related to midlife, relationships, health, mindset, and more. You will receive episode updates, interview clips of the show, Instagram live videos, wise words from Wendy, and of course, some wacky words from Wendy, Basically, anything to help you live, love, and laugh through midlife. Just go to the midlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join. We would love to have you. Number two, join us for the next Instagram live show. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests and ask questions live on the show. How cool is that? Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the midlife makeover show and click on live shows on my profile. Number three, check out my midlife makeover method online course available at midlifemakeovermethod.com. In this fabulous four week online course presented by your hostess of the midlife mostest, you will embark on an awesome journey of transformation. I will help you discover your number one wish, uncover your why, and get you taking action towards creating a life you love. Over four weeks, we will go through four phases of seed to flight. You will walk away with a midlife metamorphosis.